0: We've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. Hey, hey, what's up, Las Vegas? Great to be back with you this week. Was out of town last week. Missed y'all. Well, honestly, I I didn't really think about you. I was home in Pennsylvania. I don't (laughs) don't miss anybody. Um, When I'm home in Pennsylvania, I just it's 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 home so anyhow uh but it is still good to be back i i realize that i miss it once i get back i try to be in the moment when i go uh home because it doesn't happen that often this was the first year in a couple years actually that i've been home without it being uh christmas um so just just trying to to live in the moment i i do think about you guys from time to time but not very much um i'm just keeping it real just keeping it real. I'm Crystal. Heath. This is the Fertile Show because it is Thursday here on KVXL. Thanks to those of you tuned in on SoundCloud and iTunes. Great to have you here with us as well. So since it's Thursday, normally we dive right into all of the politics of the day and analyze why you know why did Joe Biden's fill with or, or I rather fill with blood during the CNN climate town hall. You know the the marathon that happened the other day. <laughs> of hours upon hours upon hours of candidates talking about climate change and all the things that they would take away from us, including uh, a government buyback of uh, of cars that were not powered by electricity. Like what? Um, I believe one candidate was even potentially looking at the at forced uh, at um, um, oh how can I say this in a family friendly fashion of of family forced family planning. We'll put it that way. Uh, just ridiculous, ridiculous things came out of that town hall. So we could, we could dive into that uh, that little debacle. We could talk about the president's schedule and why it is that he has so few uh, public appearances in presidential roles, because that is apparently an issue that the world is talking about. Why the president's schedule is Appearing to not be overly full, we could talk about the fact that Mayor Pete says there is a reckoning coming to the GOP over its uh, its claims of being the party that represents people of faith, particularly, <coughs> excuse me, the Christian faith, and uh, he says that. Republicans are known for beating people over the head with their faith while following, following a policy agenda aimed at reducing assistance for the poor and other policies he said were at odds with that message. He says there's a reckoning coming over the policies held by the Republican Party that are out of sync with Christian values. He does not, of course, mention the the essentially what he's going for is the social uh, aspect of this, kind of like a Jimmy Carter uh, type feel. But he doesn't mention, you know, the GOP's incorrect stance on issues of morality. Because that would be, you know, just not a uh, pleasant conversation politically for anyone to have. We want to talk about what the Bible says about marriage and the GOP's largely rejection of that biblical viewpoint but no that's not what mayor point's focusing on no no he's just focusing on assistance uh for the poor and there's going to be a reckoning i i wouldn't be surprised if there's a reckoning but i don't think it'll be over assistance for the poor because the bible doesn't say that the that uh that you're supposed to take money from somebody else to give it to poor. no it says that christians uh are to be generous with their own money and by and large we are the most uh, generous people group in America. So I really I don't think that the mayor is up and up on his uh, on his stats there. Then you have Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh Uncle Bernie, Uncle Bernie, Senator Sanders telling is there anybody else I'm sorry, I just this came to me, but is there anybody else that when you say Bernie Sanders it makes you think of Kentucky Fried Chicken? I'm not sure who that's better or worse for in any sort of sense, but anyway. He was at a town hall in New Hampshire earlier this week. He was about to answer a health care question from an audience member when a baby uh, started crying. And uh, <laughs> and he um, he's, he's in the middle of answering this question, so he says, Thank you very much, because it's not easy getting up in front of a TV camera to talk about th- I can't do Bernie's voice. Uh, did I hear you correctly say you have to cut your pills in half baby starts crying his head whips to the direction the baby is crying from. <laughs> he says if we could keep that down a little bit points at the crying baby <laughs> It says okay thanks All right, talk about an awkward moment keep, keep that down get that baby to stop crying over there I can't talk about health care when there's a crying baby in the room oh dear so we could talk about all these things and more we could get into all of that in depth but we're gonna go a different route today today's program is titled lies Americans believe and honestly it isn't just limited to Americans we could expand this make it Westerners make it global for some things, but since I am an American, I felt better about that title than just, you know, people in general is so uh, generic. Um, but uh, while I was in Pennsylvania this past weekend, a friend reminded me of a show that I'd done once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago, you know, all that stuff. And, but they, they pointed out some things that I'd mentioned in that episode that, are, that, um, that weren't factual. And I appreciate that. I really do. Because You know, some people offer criticism just to be critical and to nitpick at things uh, that are ridiculous, quite frankly. But when I say something that is factually incorrect, either because I'm just ill-informed or because I have wrong information, I appreciate when people say, hey, this wasn't correct what you said, this is what is actually the case. And I'm going to explain to you that specific uh, lie, if you will, that I believed and shared with you guys uh, in a little bit. But it got me thinking on my flight home earlier this week. Okay, what am I? Uh, you know, I was thinking about what I'm going to talk about on the podcast this week. We can talk about the hurricanes. We can debate the status of the various candidates again. We can talk about the seven-hour plus. Uh, climate change town hall that CNN just aired for the Democrats. We can talk about gun buybacks. We can talk about how Walmart isn't selling ammunition anymore. I'm guessing they're probably not going to sell cell phones anymore or motor oil because cars and texting kill tens of thousands of more people each year in the United States than guns do. But I digress. So anyway, as I was thinking about this, I realized that there are so many lies that we as Americans believe. Again, some just out of ignorance of the facts, and others because society or or our educational system presents them to us as facts, when in reality they're anything but, and we don't even realize that we need to do research on this because it's just a commonly held uh, belief that isn't true. So... This is, this is what we're going to do today for today's program. We're just going to go through a bunch of lies that Americans, as as general in society, believe. They may not all apply to you. They may not all apply to your family. But as a general thought process, these are just a bunch of stuff that we as Americans tend to think or feel that just aren't true. And I'm going to start out with some lighthearted ones, just to kind of get the ball rolling. Then we'll get to some more serious stuff In just a little while. So you ready for this? I don't know, we may or may not take a break. We'll see how far we get. But this is lies Americans believe. Here we go. Don't swim after you eat. Now remember, starting out a little lighthearted, you gotta gotta ease us into this, okay? You gotta ease us into this. That is completely false. There is no reason not to swim after you eat. Swimming after eating will not cause you to cramp up. But alcohol use will. You should not go swimming after drinking alcohol. The only thing that can happen uh, as a result of eating, if you go swimming after eating, is that a full stomach can make you short of breath. So if you're not a strong swimmer, then it might not be advisable because of the breath shortness, but it has nothing whatsoever. You're not going to cramp up uh, because of eating prior to swimming. I know everybody's mom and grandma told them this, and it's not often that I get to say this, but sometimes... Sometimes moms can be wrong. they are people too. Also, moms, apple cider vinegar is not actually a cure-all for every ailment. I don't know about you i I love my mom, but the apple cider vinegar like you drink it, you put it in your ear, you put it in your eye, you put it like apple cider vinegar will fix any problem that you have. False. <laughs> there were three wise men. Another common lie that most Americans believe. The Bible never says there were three wise men. It says instead, what? You know this, that the wise men brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And actually, the Greek men or, or the Greek word isn't even wise men, but magi and magi depending on context and how it's used in definition. Magi means magician or sorcerer or interpreter or astrologer. Somehow it just sounds better to say that wise men visited baby Jesus than that astrologers or sorcerers visited. But we'll save that conversation for another time because that just opens a whole nother can of worms. But there were not three wise men. I mean, there may have been three wise men. There may have been ten. There may have been twenty. There may have been one or two. Well, I guess there would have to be two because it would be plural. So at least two, but Who knows how many? It could have been a whole delegation of wise peoples. But the Bible doesn't say that there were three wise men. Another lie Americans believe is that we only use 10% of our brains. False. You use different parts of your brain throughout different parts of the day, but as a general rule, you use the entirety of your brain at some point all throughout the day. Now, some of us, it is more apparent than others how much we seem to be using And selective hearing can be a thing, selective listening, my mom would always say. But your brain itself, God didn't just put 90% of it in there for show and 10% for you to actually use. No, the whole thing actually has a purpose and does function all throughout your day. Even your children's brains, even your teenagers' brains, the full brain is functional no matter how uh, it may appear otherwise at times. Another lie. That we often believe is that bananas grow on trees. Bananas do not grow on trees. They actually grow on herbs that look like trees. Yes, banana trees are not trees. They are herbs. They're giant herbs. And the banana is, in fact, an herb. Who knew? Now you do. Bulls hate the color red. No, they don't. That would be very difficult because bulls are actually colorblind. It's the motioning and waving of the blanket thing that actually makes a bull feel threatened in a bullring. That blanket could be blue, green, purple, pick your favorite color, but red, the color, does not make a bull mad. That is simply a myth, and now it's busted, and I'm not even sorry. Mount Everest, the tallest mountain? Technically, that is false. From, From the ground, above sea level, it is the tallest above sea level. But is actually Hawaii's Mauna Kea volcano, which starts from an underwater base and then extends above ground, uh, making the entire height of that mountain a whopping 33,000 feet high, 4,000 feet higher in total height than Mount Everest. Another common lie Americans believe is that the toilet is the dirtiest thing I encounter each day. Now, obviously... Some toilets are dirtier than others. Some should probably not be utilized at all. You've you've, you've seen those. I know you have because yeah, they're just you're, you get grossed out, right? Sorry, had to had to have a moment there. What did I do with my water? I left it on the other desk, of course, away from the microphone. That was smart. Uh, but the toilet is not the dirtiest thing you encounter during your day in fact on average your cell phone your cell phone has 10% more germs than the average toilet that is absolutely disgusting really gross your cell phone 10% more germs than the average toilet i have that reminds me i need to find what i did with that thing when i moved i have like a cell phone Ultra light cleaning thing. Like you stick it in this case and then the ultraviolet rays are supposed to sanitize it. I used to use it. I forgot that I own it. And now I have no idea where it is from when I moved. But I need to find that thing. Get it out. Another lie America is often believed is that Chick-fil-A has the best chicken sandwich. I know this lingers for some of you on blasphemy. But the thing is, that whole Popeyes craze that's happening right now... It's actually legit. Now, I'm not recommending that you go wait an hour for a chicken sandwich like I did. I didn't know that was going to be the case when I walked in. But, quite frankly, the Popeye's chicken sandwich puts Chick-fil-A to shame. Personally, overall, I still prefer the service, the spirit, the mission, and the menu at Chick-fil-A. But sandwich to sandwich... I really don't think they compare. And that's not something I ever thought I'd say, but it's just true. It's crispier, it's juicier, it's more flavorful. It's really a fantastic sandwich. Again, Chick-fil-A, still the overall winner. But if you want the best fast food chain chicken sandwich, you're going to find it at Popeyes. Just don't wait an hour for it, though. Give this thing a few weeks, and then you'll be able to go through the normal drive-through, like everybody else, in five minutes and get one then, rather than waiting An hour plus. It was absolute insanity when I went. It was like, i to say it was almost a week ago now that I went, and it was just craziness. Another lie we often believe and say is that lightning never strikes the same place twice. That is very false. In fact, the Empire State Building in New York City is hit roughly 100 times every year. Not only can lightning hit the same place twice, but it can actually hit multiple locations at the same time by branching out as it descends. Another lie Americans believe, more recently than some of these rest, perhaps, is that Iron Man is officially gone. Well, yes and no. In fact, rumor has it that Robert Downey Jr. is going to return in some form of artificial intelligence, much like a Jarvis-type character in the presumed upcoming Disney Plus series... Ironheart. He may also come back in some fashion for the What If series. So, is he really actually gone? Hmm. Another lie Americans often believe is that organic food is pesticide-free. Actually, it is not. Organic farmers are permitted to use naturally derived chemicals. And that is a very broad definition Many of these naturally derived chemicals are just as bad for you as those used on non-organically grown foods. And the close second is the GMO debate, that, that food that is not GMO'd is better for you. But here's the reality. Everything you eat, no matter what the label says, because we live in the year 2019, has been genetically modified from its original form. It may not have been grown in a laboratory or messed with in test tubes, but farmers have been genetically changing our foods for millennia to create bigger, more productive plants by cross-breeding them, if you will, and subsequently creating more food for the human race to consume. So, and you can do some research on this. The apples, the tomatoes, the fruits that we eat today, even the organic ones, look absolutely nothing like the tomatoes that would have been eaten in the Garden of Eden, Why? Because of that cross-pollinating, that genetic modification by combining breeds and and getting the biggest, ripest tomato that you possibly can. We didn't even, they they weren't around before. All of your food, it has been genetically modified. It's not what was eaten in the Garden of Eden. It's just not. Another lie that Americans believe is that sushi is raw fish. Now, sushi actually means sour tasting, or more specifically, sour rice, which just makes sushi that much more disgusting. Sashimi means raw, but doesn't refer exclusively to fish. In fact, there is no actual word that perfectly, in one word, describes the thing that most Americans call sushi. So the next time you say you're going to eat sushi which actually means sour tasting or sour rice, you might want to rethink that one. I don't know how you're going to describe it. You're going to be like, so we're going to go eat this raw fish that may or may not uh, be terrible for us, wrapped in rice and some little vegetables, and then in seaweed. Doesn't that sound delicious, you guys? (laughs) Another lie Americans believe is that coffee is made from beans. When scientifically speaking... What we call coffee beans are actually seeds. Coffee is made from coffee seeds, not coffee beans. So enjoy that overpriced seed drink this morning, folks. And speaking of coffee, this is the one that my friend got me on. We're going to kind of transition now into some more serious lies that Americans believe. uh, Just because of a lack of information or because this is how society presents it to us and we don't even realize that we're believing a lie. But uh, the, the, the coffee lawsuit that frivolous lawsuit where the woman dumped coffee in her lap and sued mcdonald's okay whatever you know coffee's hot you shouldn't be driving and drinking coffee right well i in one of my many rants (laughs) at some point in the past i included that infamous woman spilled coffee on herself and won a lawsuit from mcdonald's storyline in a mocking fashion. And to be honest, I don't remember the episode or the point I was making when I said it or even saying it, though I have no doubt that I did, because until the conversation that I had this weekend, I still had the same opinion. It's a frivolous lawsuit that was leveled at a company by a money-chasing person. You know, the type of person that squirts ketchup on the floor at Walmart and then proceeds to slip on it and then tries to sue Walmart, that sort of thing. I just presumed, because this is how it's been presented uh, to me, and I never bothered to look it up myself, that that was basically what was going down. But that wasn't the case. And so at the behest of my friend, I went researching, and what I found, uh, and how I and so many others have drugged this poor woman and her story through the mud based on non-facts, is simply, quite frankly, appalling. Thus, we will begin our look at the serious side of lies Americans believe with a 1992 case of the woman and her spilled coffee. In 1992, a 79-year-old woman bought a cup of takeout coffee in, uh, a McDonald's at, in Albuquerque. She sued McDonald's. A jury awarded her nearly $3 million in punitive damages for the burns that she suffered. So everybody's like, "Um, but coffee is supposed to be hot, and McDonald's didn't pour the coffee on her. like she spilled it on herself, and everybody knows this, so it's her own fault if she wasn't paying attention and was just driving the car. That's what I always thought too, but that is not actually factual. In fact, believe it was it was either her nephew or her grandson was the driver of the vehicle had taken her to McDonald's. She wasn't driving when the coffee was spilled. In fact, the car wasn't even moving. They were stopped in the parking lot of the McDonald's. She had the cup positioned between her knees on her lap, removed the lid to add cream and sugar. When the cup tipped over, spilled the entire contents on her lap. And that coffee was not just hot, it was dangerously hot. McDonald's corporate policy at the time was to serve their coffee at a temperature that would cause uh, serious burns in a matter of seconds. So this lawsuit was anything but frivolous because the sweatpants that she was wearing, they absorbed the coffee, they kept it against her skin at boiling point. She suffered third-degree burns. Uh, She required skin grafts on her inner thighs and other uh, delicate areas serious serious complications from this thing and the woman offered to settle the case for twenty thousand dollars with mcdonald's just to cover her medical expenses and lost income in attempts to settle this mcdonald's never offered this woman more than eight hundred dollars which obviously there's a huge difference there so the case went to trial and the jury found that while uh this woman was partially at fault for injuries which by the way she uh, opened with in the in this case it's just simply said look I just want to be covered for uh the <coughs> Sorry, I'm having give me one second here. I'm having some difficulties this morning. Okay. She so said I just want to be compensated for the for the for 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 my medical expenses and for what you know the, the work time that I lost and $800 doesn't even come close to it she she said I understand this is my fault but if you spill hot coffee in your lap this shouldn't be the result it shouldn't be served at a point where you know that someone would receive third degree burns in a matter of moments and what the jury found was that McDonald's was aware of this issue, that literally hundreds of people had suffered injuries uh, from this coffee, and uh, that McDonald's, for many of them, had just settled out of court with these individuals, but that their coffee was known to be at a point that would cause third-degree burns in a matter of moments if spilled on the skin. So, the jury decided to give this woman much more than $20,000, they decided instead to award uh, this woman the equivalent of two days' worth of revenue from coffee sales from uh, the restaurant chain. Ultimately, that number was reduced by more than 80% by the judge, and to avoid what would have been years of appeals, uh, this woman and McDonald's reached a settlement which I believe was somewhere around $600,000. So, you know, I, I, I just assumed, like I think many other people that I've heard tell this story, that this is just a, a frivolous lawsuit, when in reality it was anything but. I mean, McDonald's, their operations manual required that the coffee be 180 to 190 degrees. Coffee at that temperature is known that if spilled, causes third-degree burns in three to seven seconds. McDonald's admitted it had known about this risk for over 10 years. McDonald's quality assurance manager had testified in her trial that McDonald's coffee at the temperature it was poured into styrofoam cups was not fit for consumption because it would burn the mouth and throat. McDonald's also admitted that consumers were unaware of the extent of the risk of serious burns from their coffee and admitted that it did not warn customers at the time of the nature and extent of this risk. One of the jurors said of this trial that during it he came to realize McDonald's callous disregard for the safety of the people and that the facts were overwhelmingly against the company. Now, when you when you hear all this and you understand the facts it gives you a completely different perspective or at least it did for me on this case. It's just one of many examples of lies that we as Americans tend to believe. Either because we just don't know or because it's presented to us one way and we assume that it's correct. Another lie that Americans tend to believe is that prosperity is guaranteed I think few Americans would actually verbalize this one, but it's apparent in nearly every avenue of our lives. We eat like there is an abundance of food everywhere at all times. We spend like there will always be money, and if there isn't, plastic will do because more money will come eventually. But the history of the world tells us a far different story. Periods of prosperity, such as we are living in right now, have been few and far between, and we take it for granted at our own peril. This consumer mentality of of buy and spend and throw away creeps us closer and closer to a fiscal cliff in our personal and corporate lives on basically a daily basis. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We know only who holds our tomorrow. And it's time that we stop spending like the money will always be there and start saving in case it isn't. It's time that we learn again to plant gardens, to be truly (laughs) self-sufficient. And for our claims of being one of the most self-sufficient countries in the world, we are so not, you guys. Sorry, I keep getting all stuffed up and can't talk. Um, you know, we, 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 we are one of the most dependent people on the world. We are dependent on everything right now. It's not even funny. I mean, think about, think about your life. Think about even just your day. I mean, what if there was no electricity next week for the entire week? And what if when you turned on your faucet, no water came out? What if when you went to the store, most of the shelves were empty and what was there was triple or quadruple the cost of what you normally paid? What if you went to the gas station and fuel was $9 a gallon? What if tomorrow you were laid off? And obviously, we don't live in a state of fear. But neither should we live in a state of foolishness. Prosperity is not promised to us and most of the world does not live the way you and I live. Coupled hand in hand with that is another lie that we believe that gratification is instant. And sure, you can, you can nuke your food and have it hot and ready in 30 seconds. You can get a pizza in 5 minutes or less. You can send a text and get one back in a matter of moments. But this world of instant gratification has slowly conditioned us to falsely believe that the best things in life come quickly. And sometimes that can be true. But more often than not, the things that are truly gratifying... The things that are actually fulfilling to a person and in life, those take time. Relationships, a turkey dinner, weight loss because of too many turkey dinners, achieving your goal to write that book or run that marathon. Life is not in an email. It's a story with pages and chapters and volumes. You you can't create it with an emoji or experience it with a gif. God gave us life to live, and genuinely living life usually requires us to put the phone away and step out into the unknown, non-instant, ever-changing world. Another lie that Americans believe is that abortion is a woman's right. What would have once been unfathomable has become not only commonplace, but celebratory, that mankind would murder his own offspring in its most innocent state. You know, when we say that well, child sacrifice was a disgusting ritual of the past, of an uneducated and barbaric people, but then we close our eyes, plug our ears, and society runs screaming from the fact that though we change the word baby to fetus, that doesn't make the baby any less human or the murdering of our children any less barbaric than that of ancient peoples. We think that by putting the word, the, the word woman before right... That that somehow justifies the evil of any person being given the legal option to murder another human being. And instead of embracing women who are scared or hurting or looking for a way out. And giving them truth. Our society feeds them the lie that this life is a problem and they can deal with this problem like a big girl and just get rid of it because everybody does. But abortion isn't about a, human, about a woman's right. No human has the right to murder another. And so often uh, culturally we focus on the perceived problem, rather the solution. And that's, just, you know, that's one of the many reasons why I'm so grateful for organizations like First Choice Pregnancy Services here in Las Vegas. And if you're listening right now and you're pregnant and you don't know what to do, you don't have to listen to the lies. There are people who love you And who truly want to help you, and they will do so for free. Their phone number is 702 294 2273. 702 294 2273. Another lie Americans believe is that racism has never been worse, and of course, hand in hand with that, America is the worst offender when it comes to racist issues. You know, apologies again. I've got some serious, I don't know if i got allergies going on this morning or what, but this is a narrative that our media and various left and right wing organizations put at, push out at us uh, as it fits the most recent storyline. But it's just another lie that Americans tend to believe because it's presented as facts. But the thing is, <laughs> it's as if those who say race relations have never been worse completely forget or, or more accurately choose to ignore the facts that not so very long ago black children and white children went to different schools in this country, used different restrooms, ate at different restaurants, and claiming that racial tensions are at their worst ever is equivalent to the belief that segregation never happened, not to mention slavery, and is downright ridiculous. And as for the United States being the most racist country in the world, or or the worst perpetuator of the slave trade, that's so erroneous that there aren't even words to describe it. Did you know that over 12.5 million African slaves were taken from Africa (coughs) and brought to the New World as slaves. Estimates say that as many as 9 out of 10 of those slaves were purchased from African kings and warlords, uh, while the other 1 out of 10 were kidnapped, uh, like you would see in in Roots. Um, And uh, and 10.7 million of those individuals survived the journey across the ocean, uh, almost 2 million dying just in the journey. Roughly 388,000 of those individuals were sold in the colonies, and in the United States. Over 90% of enslaved Africans were taken to the Caribbean and South America. Slavery was, and is still today, a despicable evil, and unspeakable atrocities were committed against an entire demographic and, uh, in, in, in the colonies, and then the United States, in the Caribbean, South America. And But in, in, in the Caribbean and South America, the living conditions were so abysmal The death rate was so high and the birth rate so low that the Caribbean islands and South American countries could not maintain their plantations without regularly importing slaves. Uh, Whereas in the United States, slave families would extend three, four, even five generations. Those taken to South America and the Caribbean rarely reached a second generation. The Gilder Lehman Institute for American History said that the U.S. slave population was unlike any other in the world uh, in that regard to where it spanned generations. And due to that fact, the United States would end up owning owning 60% of the world's slave population by 1860. Native Americans were also held as slaves in the United States, particularly in the Western states, uh, namely California, even after the Civil War, to the extent that President Johnson had to send troops to free Native Americans that were still being held in slavery. Uh, Opposite to that, Native Americans also held slaves of all different shades and colors, and as late as 1885, some tribal chiefs were still protesting and resisting the government's call for them to release their slaves of African descent. Over a million Europeans were held as slaves from the 1530s through the 1780s in Africa, and hundreds of thousands were kept as slaves by the Ottomans in Eastern Europe and Asia, writes Alan Galay in his essay, Indian Slavery in the Americas. He said in 1650, more English were enslaved in Africa than Africans enslaved in English colonies. According to the New York Times, the sad truth is that the conquest and capture of Africans and their sale to Europeans was one of the main sources of foreign exchange for several African kingdoms for a very long time. Slaves were the main export of the Kingdom of Congo. The Asante Empire in Ghana exported slaves and used the profits to import gold. Queen Nijina, the brilliant 17th century monarch of the Madumbu, waged wars of resistance against the Portuguese, but also conquered as far as 500 miles inland and sold her captives to the Portuguese. When Ninja converted to Christianity, she sold African traditional religious leaders into slavery, claiming they had violated her new Christian precepts. Many elite Africans also visited Europe in that era, and they did so on slave ships following the prevailing winds through the New World. And then if you want to circle back to the reparations issue and race relations never being worse than ever before... Uh, 25% of Southern families in the United States owned slaves in 1860, but when given the entirety of the U.S. population, less than 2% of Americans owned slaves in the same year. So if we were to preserve that, who pays for this? Those who sold slaves or those who bought them? Slavery was a, a despicable, despicable evil, and it happened all around the world. To say that racism has never been worse is to simply toss out the history of the world. Racism is not a new thing. It's not the worst it's ever been in this country. And though what was done with and to the African people by slave traders and owners in this nation was despicably wrong, to say that the United States has worse racial tensions than any than ever before or than any other country is just ludicrous. I mean, even today, warring tribes in the Middle East continue to murder one another. Last year, over nine million Africans were living in slavery in Africa in 2018. The Washington Post and Business Tech, uh, it was either last year or the year before, set out to determine independently of one another the most racist countries in the world, and their findings were remarkably similar. The U.S. didn't even make either list. The most racist countries in the world, according to both their studies, were India, Lebanon, Bahrain, Libya, and Egypt. In fact, not a single Western country made the list, and yet somehow it's presented to our culture that racism is the worst here, it's the worst in Western countries, and that other nations don't have these problems. And, and, and I'm not saying that racism isn't an issue in this country, but what I'm saying is that it isn't perhaps happening here on the level that much of the media would have us believe, and many of us do believe, because that's how it's presented to us, without looking at the facts. Another lie Americans often believe is that America is the best at everything. Hoorah, America. Well, you missed the Men's World Cup the last go-around, didn't you? <laughs> America is not the best at everything. Yes, it is exceptional in many ways. America was founded, unlike pretty much any other country in the world, on Judeo-Christian principles. But look... That doesn't mean that we are the best at everything. We're 7th in literacy, 27th in math, 49th in life expectancy, uh, 47th in best place to live in the world. I could go on and on, and it feels painfully unpatriotic to say, but we just, quite simply, are not the best at everything. We are the most obese country in the world, but I don't think that counts as a good thing. Our budget deficit is ranked 192nd in debt relative to the GDP, according to the CIA World Factbook. Nice. No, it's not. But the opposing view is equally false, that America is the worst at everything. No, this is just another lie. Like, they're both lies. They're just presented from different perspectives depending on which side of the aisle you sit on. But America is also not the worst at everything. In fact, we're we're better at most things, just not everything. We have the biggest economy, the most powerful military, groundbreaking medical research, unparalleled pop culture, a Walmart in every town, Chick-fil-A. You can work on Wall Street. You can work in a cornfield. We've got Amazon. We've got John Deere. From robotics to private wealth, there's more here than anywhere else in the world. Aerospace and aviation. We are the most giving, generous people on the planet. We love pets more than anyone else in the world. We have the largest road network on the planet. Produce the most beef, cheese, and natural gas, not to mention oil of any country in the world, and then, of course, if you just throw in those little things that we like to call free speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, and so on, you basically still end up with the greatest country on earth, even if we aren't actually the best at everything. Another lie Americans believe is that guns kill people. Guns don't kill people. Unless, of course, cars kill people and cell phones kill people and airplanes kill people, we could go on and on, evil will find a way. Laws don't stop criminals. Simple as that. Another lie Americans believe is that America is a democracy. It is not. The United States is, in fact, a republic. Abraham Lincoln said, quote, Our government rests in public opinion. Whoever can change public opinion can change the government practically just so much. As Clifford Humphrey so perfectly explained over at the Federalist, he wrote, James Madison gave a clear definition of the American understanding of the term. We may define a republic to be a government which derives all its powers directly or indirectly from the great body of the people and is administered by persons holding their offices during pleasure for a limited period or during good behavior. Thus, a republic's defining feature is democratic consent of the people. We see that feature in the direct election of representatives and senators, but in institutions guided by the indirect will of the people like the appointment, of Supreme Court justices and the presidential election through the Electoral College, are equally Republican. In a republic, the people are sovereign and the majority have the democratic right to speak for the whole, but our founders wisely limited the use of that democratic right with republican institutions in order to protect the people from the tyranny of their own passions. So yes, our republic is democratic in that it is controlled by democratic opinion. But our Constitution requires patience and persistence for people to express that opinion through elections. And by filtering the people's judgments through elections over time, the Founders established a republic that would allow the people's best beliefs about what is just, not their immediate impulses for what they want, to guide the government. That is a republic. And I I love how Clifford Humphrey put that. Another lie that Americans believe is that their vote... That your vote does not matter. That one vote doesn't make a big difference. When quite to the contrary, every vote matters. One of my favorite stories can be found in a book, The Greatest Stories Never Told. It's a fantastic book, you can get it from the History Channel, The Greatest Stories Never Told. And it's called, One Man, One Vote. On a sweltering summer afternoon in 1842, Henry Shoemaker was toiling as a hired hand on a farm in Indiana. Suddenly, he remembered it was election day and he had forgotten to vote. He had personally promised his vote to one of the candidates running for state representative, a Democrat named Madison Marsh. Shoemaker might have been forgiven if he had ducked out of his civic duty and broken that promise, but he didn't. He saddled his horse, rode to the polling place, and cast his ballot. As a result, Madison Marsh was elected by one vote. At that time, state legislators elected U.S. Senators. In January of 1843, Marsh and his fellow Indiana lawmakers convened for just such an election. After much maneuvering, Marsh changed his vote on the sixth ballot, electing Democrat Edward Hannigan to the United States Senate by one vote. Fast forward to 1846. A sharply divided U.S. Senate was debating whether or not to declare war with Mexico. A caucus vote was deadlocked until the absent Senator Hannigan was called. He cast his vote in favor of war. One of the results of that war was that California changed hands from Mexico to the United States. Henry Shoemaker had no idea what he was setting in motion that day when he went to the polls. Never thought that his one vote would make the difference between peace and war. But now that you know, never assume that your one vote doesn't count. See, Henry Shoemaker cast his vote for Madison Marsh, who won by one vote. Madison Marsh cast his vote for Edward Hannigan to the United States Senate, and he won by one vote. Senator Hannigan cast his vote in favor of war with Mexico. He also cast a deciding vote to give statehood to Texas. So if Henry Shoemaker, an Indiana farmer, had not cast his vote that day in 1842, it is possible that neither California nor Texas would be part of the United States today. You had two individuals elected by one vote in succession, and the man second elected by one vote casting the deciding votes that would ultimately lead to California and Texas statehood. One vote, your vote, matters. Another lie that Americans believe is that life has no known beginning, but a definite end. But evolution is a theory. Theories are not facts. It's an important distinction and one we often forget. And it's fascinating to me, That while our society readily embraces the idea of a basically eternal past, we largely reject the idea of an eternal future, at least for the individual. No known beginning, we say, but definitely an end. For those who do believe in an eternal future, that consensus largely is based on another lie. Easily the greatest lie of all that Americans and people around the world believe. And that is that everyone goes to heaven. Some people just take a different way there. But if you, if you go that route, then you have to answer some logical questions of, well, what about murderers? What about child molesters? What about Adolf Hitler? And though they're logical questions, they can only be answered in an illogical fashion because at the point where we make ourselves God we're unable to effectively resolve the dilemma. I love that God outlined for us how we can get to heaven in his word, the Bible, so that we don't have to wonder. We don't have to second guess. We don't have to make that decision, but we can know for sure where we will end up. Because time will continue. Though your life on earth will end, your life will not be over. Jesus said that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, and that no one gets to the Father, that no one gets to heaven except through him. And what does that mean? Well, it's very simple. And it starts with the simple truth that God loves you. Bad news is you're a sinner, and that sin separates you from God and is worthy of punishment in a place called hell. But because of God's great love for you, he doesn't want you to be separated from him not now and not for eternity. So he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross and take that punishment that you deserve. And all we have to do is believe in Jesus, believe that he died in our place, accept the gift that he's offering to us, a payment of our sins by calling upon him and asking him to save us. And he promises that if we do so, in that instant we become his child and that is how we can know for sure we'll go to heaven when we die. The sad reality is that not everyone goes to heaven. The even sadder reality is that everyone can, but not everyone will. If you're not sure you're on your way to heaven, or if you've been fed and believe the lie that, well, everyone goes to heaven, or, or you have questions about this, or, or any of the other lies that Americans believe that we've discussed today, we'd love to talk with you about that. Seven zero two six four seven four five two two 647 is our phone number. You can know the truth. You can know. On your way to heaven, seven zero two six four seven four five two two. And last but not least, final lie we're going to talk about today that Americans believe is that the Patriots are a good football team. I had to I had to lighten things up. We started out lighthearted, got a little bit serious here in the middle, in the substance. But we gotta we gotta wrap this up with some serious truth here, guys. One of the biggest lies Americans believe is that the Patriots are a good football team. And you say, "Whoops, well, they've won the, 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 the Super Bowls. Tom Brady doesn't even have enough fingers for all his rings. Yeah, you know, this is where we have to use wisdom and discernment. Because sometimes we're presented with facts that just shouldn't be facts. They may be facts. But should they be? No. The Patriots are not a good football team. Because, despite what the facts may say, there are sometimes when feelings overrule facts. Very rarely is this an accurate determination of what is true and what is not. But unlike the other lies that Americans believe, that our vote doesn't matter or or that we're the best at everything or the worst at everything or that guns kill people or that racism has never been worse or or that prosperity is guaranteed and gratification is instant and that sushi is raw, fish and coffee is made from beans. Unlike these other facts or or lies that can can be debunked with actual facts, the Patriots being a good football team is a fact that can be debunked with lies and that's what I'm trying to do right now. And if I just made you very confused, then I have succeeded. And you will have to go back and listen again in the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just search for The Frittle Show. The NFL season starts tonight, 520. Are you ready for some football? The Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. This should be a good game. I'm excited for it. It'll be on NBC, which is free with an antenna or online or wherever else you can watch the season kickoff tonight at five twenty, and that's it that's all the time that i have left for today i hope you have enjoyed this episode of lies americans believe if you want to listen to it again or rehear something I just mentioned it, but you can go on SoundCloud, you can go on iTunes, you can get this podcast, past episodes of the program. If you have questions, concerns, comments, thoughts, opinions, you can share them with me on social media. My public pages can be found on Facebook or Twitter at The Friddle, or you can give us a call, 702-647-4522. Even better still, you can come and talk with us in person. This Sunday is our 42nd anniversary celebration, 9:30 and 11:15 Sunday morning are our normal service times, but but, but. At eight o'clock, nope, that's wrong. at 8:30 and at 10 o'clock, our connections classes and you're like, what is a connection class? It's basically like Sunday school, but for adults. So our connections classes resume. you say resume. Yes, it's because we've been taking a break for the past month. but they're back. And as we come back to our Connections classes, each Connections class is preparing a great feast of food that is free. So don't just come for church at 9.30 or 11.15. If you want to go to church at 9.30, then come at 8.30 for Sunday school. If you want to go to church at 11.15, then come at 10 o'clock for Sunday school. And come fellowship with like-minded believers and enjoy some delicious yumminess in our Connections classes. Then we'll have our our Sunday evening service at 6 o'clock. Then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week is our Maximize Life Summit from 6.30 to 8.30. Each of those evenings, we will gather and we will have a, a variety of sessions, a variety of speakers. It's going to be a time of encouragement and edification. It will challenge you. It will grow you. You do not want to miss out. Mark your calendars. Be sure to be here, join us for that. If you want more information, you can check out our website at experienceliberty.com or head on over to our Facebook page at Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas, or I'll give you the phone number one more time. If you've got questions about uh, our service times, about to maximize life, some about anything else, you can give us a call. We'd be happy to help you out. 702-647-4522. Our address is 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard, and we hope that you will join us this weekend for our Maximize Life Summit in celebration of our 42nd anniversary. Thanks again for being with us today. We'll be back tomorrow. I had somebody ask me last night, hey, are we still doing giveaways on Fridays? The answer to that question is yes. Tomorrow there will be a giveaway. So make sure you're tuned in so that you don't miss the trivia question and your chance uh, for a prize tomorrow uh, during the program. We'll see you then.